0: Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Mongols brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. It is me, Kev, yes, not Mike, not Josh, first time ever hosting. And uh, it's me and Steve. Steve, thank you for being here.
1: Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is wow. First time
0: hosting. Yeah, yeah.
1: I would, I mean, I, I guess I can't remember a time that I thought it happened, but. I would have just thought over what? Five and a half, six years now, whatever it is, like there was a chance that you had to do it at some point.
0: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm that lazy in skirt responsibility, that much, where I just, I always get around it. No, it's like one of those- I was to take ep- it the other way,
1: that the other two are just such overachievers that they never lent you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Let's go with that. That <laughs> makes me sound better, right? Yeah, no, it's like one of those episodes where like, you know, Kimmel or Fallon is out doing something and they get some <laughs> random host to come in and like, you yeah. know, do do a show. And people tune in to see if it's like a car wreck or actually pretty good. <laughs> like, I feel like that's, that's what we're going to have.
1: Mike's uh, poll today? <laughs> <Do you think laughs> I'm going to be a car wreck or any good? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, we'll tune in at 7.30 to see. Um, but, uh, Steve, oh, you and I were, were commiserating uh, before the show started about, like, do we really want to talk about soccer? I think yeah. all the soccer stories in our lives right now aren't, uh, aren't doing well. Um, right,
1: right, because you're a Liverpool fan. Yeah. Do you do you follow Nashville at all, or do you not no. care? No. Do you no. care about MLS at all? I don't think you Either. do, right? Yeah. No. Okay. Um, well, like DC got me into watching soccer. Like it was my first professional game back when I lived in the Harrisburg area. Went with my buddy and his family. It was great. Like in the mid '90s, right? Or mid '80s, mid mid-aught, mid aughts. That's the one I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, 2007, 2008 era um, game against the Red Bulls at RFK. Great memories. It's not good memories anymore. I was ready to walk (laughs) away and just be like, you know, this was a part of my past. I got the flag hanging up on the back of the door. I've got the old hat downstairs. And you know, it's who I am today. It's part of that journey. And then they hired Rooney. And I'm glad Justin's not here. that would not be good having to listen about how good philly is and how bad dc is um we won't talk about the score of the game but hey we were one better than we were last time we played them um and yeah and i'm a chelsea fan so you know if anybody was paying attention we know how well that went this weekend um
0: yeah it's bad news all around just not a not a good week
1: and i don't feel good about the results for the hounds i think there are some things that were like really nice to watch highlight level stuff. But I think I'm on the whole, I'm just like, ah, I, I don't feel good right now.
0: What a perfect transition. You should be a host. <laughs> let's, let's uh, let's get into it. I guess before I'm just trying talk... to make you
1: look good, Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You know, the
0: help I can get um, before we get into uh, talking about the Red Bulls game where the Hounds drew with the Red Bulls 2-2. Um, let's pull up Mike put up a, or I presume it was Mike put up a Twitter poll before the game, um, saying, uh, "Well, no, that's not the one. Let's try this one." There it is. Uh, yeah. So you know, before the game, uh, he put up like you know a poll of of how do you think it'll go? You know, hounds win by two or more. Hounds win by one. Draw or a hounds loss. No one predicted a hounds loss. Four uh, percent of the people said draw, and then seventy six percent said hounds win by two or more. Um, that was right for part of the game <laughs> the hounds are up for 2-0 for a part of the game uh and then it all kind of kind of went to crap um steve what was your overall kind of let's let's start big and then we'll drill down on minor details um big picture uh
1: i just feel like we don't have a midfield i feel like we have defenders and we have attackers, and there is one or two guys ever, like, kind of in between. Um, and I think I've felt that way for a long time um, when we were in the really bad stretch of results. Um, uh, a lot of that was pressure on one or two midfielders. In That's where the mistakes were coming from, or we weren't able to press in the midfield um, and win balls back. Um, and this game, even with some of the good plays, I think... I saw that a lot as well. Um, And so I'm real concerned about, I I mean, I don't think it's a personnel issue, um, but maybe it is in terms of uh, a glut of true attacking players and then a need to reinforce the defense. Um, And so that's kind of like pushing more people on the field up into attack uh, when we're playing with three, four guys, kind of playing as attackers, right? Like as forwards and wingers. Um, And then we're at three at the back. We've got two wing backs as well. So it's keeping the midfield pretty thin because I think we don't, I don't know. I think where I felt the team has looked the best in the midfield and defense is when we've played four at the back and had a more strong midfield. And again, this was a game where we didn't do that. Now, let's also be like brutally honest that there was a lot of rotation. Um, So... Yeah, players have to execute. Players have to do well. Um, uh, I think Bob talked a little bit about that from what I read uh, a couple places in his post game. Um, I wasn't there this weekend, um, but I mean, it's still on his and the coaching staff shoulders. And I don't think he so like was trying to blame the players. I think he was saying like the players have to do better and we've got to figure out how to make them do better. Right. Like right. Uh, and he said that before throughout the year. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know what the answer is.
0: Do you think that the midfield thing, uh, you, you might've touched on it, um, there, but do you think it's so much so that it's just, we don't, the, the way the hounds played this game or maybe have played in the past that we just, I don't know, we tend to bypass the midfield where we almost kind of go back to front maybe too quickly and kind of take them out of the game or, like, their responsibilities are different. Like, so a note I had in this game, I, this game more than most from from what I remember of recent history, um, you know, the likes of Williams and, you know, Ordonez um, loved a, a big switch diagonal to, like, Dixon or Biassi um and just kept doing it this game and I just felt like w- there was more and more in this game it was we weren't necessarily trying to play through the midfield we were just right. trying to push it up the sides and kind of get Dixon isolated and do that stuff I don't know do, it, it, do you think it was kind of that or do you think it's just the midfield itself itself it's just kind of light
1: so I, I think it's a little bit of both um so if you go back and watch the the four minute, whatever highlight video that the USL puts out every week after after the game. Um, it doesn't show a lot of the game, but it shows like the key plays or some of the exciting plays. Um, and there was two that really stood out of just that, right? Uh, so Robbie's goal, which was a fantastic pass yeah. by is a fantastic uh, collection, slight dribble pass by Dixon. Russ at his that's when I think he is at his best when he knows there's somebody there to support and he has to make the decision right away and doesn't have time with the ball at his feet and he just has to react and that's what he did and he saw Robbie Robbie comes streaking up slams it home beautiful team goal but you're right like I mean that's from a center back all the way up 50 yard pass a couple touches and then the one where Russ was called offside uh, was again similar thing cross diagonal ball to Biasi, who then uh, releases it for Russ, uh, where he gets called offside. Not sure he was, hard to tell. Um, no
0: chance. Yeah, no chance. Like,
1: like I went back and watched and I was like, I'm trying to find the angle. The angles don't give me anything to see
0: that. Yeah. Uh, I don't, to be fair, I, I don't know if, I don't think he... I mean, look, it, he was through on goal, but I think a, a Red Bulls player was closing him down, and by the end of it all, they all kind of thought, like, knew the flag was raised, and everyone kind of cools off for a bit. So right. I don't, I don't know how clear of a chance it would have been, but I think right. he was definitely yep. on.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, but again, right? So those big diagonal balls, without working through the midfield, without building play, without holding possession. Um, uh, but I think the counter to that is in games where we've been down by a goal, where we've had the time and space to do that and had, we've had to do that, right? Because we're playing against a compact defense. Um, I mean, we didn't see that against Memphis the week before, right? Like we did a lot of play with our midfield, but like, what did that gain us? Um, so I, I don't, yeah, I don't know.
0: So just so not you happy think,
1: with where things are with the midfield.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess before we get to that, just because I have the power now, I'm gonna use this. Uh, what harry uh said looking forward to the show thank you <laughs> harry i appreciate that and uh josh in the chat um mentioned <laughs> wait, not- wait, look,
1: at look at him charles broke off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> isn't this great we get to talk about them when they're not here i know <laughs> <laughs> um josh in the chat says not closing out the game was concerning um yeah i mean we've talked about that before about just kind of having a certain kind of winning mentality of, you know, professionalism and being ruthless and closing out games. And, you know, I, I think it was just kind of echoing um, the, the point I made last week where it, it just feels like there are times where, you know, this team can be on for 98, 99% of the game, but all it takes is, you know, I, I, I went back and watched um, the, the Mertz goal because it was so nice. I think from back to front, I mean, not not even from back, from, from back to front, I think we had a throw-in, um, and the throw-in went back to Ordonez. And Ordo, Ordo, from the throw-in, I think it took about 15 seconds for us to score. I mean, it doesn't, you know, you, yeah, all you need to back. do is switch off as a team for, for yep. 15 seconds, and it feels like that's kind of what happened. I mean, a little less so for the Red Bulls' first goal. Um, for the second goal, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm jumping around a little bit too much, but um since I'm on the topic I mean the Red Bulls second goal um so pretty much they the Red Bulls break uh and they counter and they end up eventually kind of having a three on two mm-hmm. um there's a moment where I think it comes it might have been off of a corner that we had and then they and then they counter but Forbes ends up ends up being one of the last defenders um and Biassi has a ch- has a has a chance to maybe take the yellow and kind of take him out at the, the Red Bulls player out at the halfway line. And I'm just thinking like in that moment, like, I don't know, I, I almost hate talking about it. Cause I, I usually don't talk about, like want to talk about the darker arts of this stuff, but like you gotta take the yellow card you, in that. You gotta take the yellow, I mean,
1: didn't he try to though, but completely flubbed it? Cause he's on the ground right afterwards. I
0: feel like he just tried to like lean into it. Like I'm I'm <laughs> okay, literally talking like fair, reach yeah. out, grab yeah. his yeah. shoe, and yeah. like pull that's him fair, back. Yeah.
1: yeah. You take the red at that point, right? Well, <laughs> oh, I don't even think it would be a red. Like I think it'd be a Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe that's why he doesn't do it, because you're right. right. I mean, it is you can get a little too obvious in that scenario. But
1: but I think I mean, I think your your point is right, right? Like we scored our first goal because they switched off they scored both of their goals because we switched off. I mean, even their first goal, I mean, it wasn't like, it's not like they found a ton of space. Yeah. Our defenders were not paying attention. Yeah. We had two defenders in the box to guard two guys. Uh, one steps towards the ball, one steps towards the guy that's moving towards the goal line. And then the guy that scored it is right there, wide open for the pass. Like, where's everybody else, right? Like, again, where are our midfielders coming in for defensive solidity? Like that wasn't a fast play where it was like all of a sudden we got beat to the other side of the field. Like we had time. We just weren't paying attention.
0: Let's talk about, well, I don't know. I mean, so, so going back to the midfielders, um, I don't know. Do you think I, I, I'll, I'll start off the unpopular opinion that I think uh, for every, for everything that Kenny has done throughout his entire career and everything that Kenny has done at, at the at our club, um, I he's been, I would say, quiet in recent in recent games. I don't he hasn't can't really remember the last time he scored a significant goal. I can't really remember. The, I don't think he assists anything in this. He assisted the corner. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Which, like, like to be fair, I have complained all season that he should not be taking corner kicks because he puts it low at the edge of the six yard box every single time. This one was just a little higher. But if you go back and you watch the goal to see where Mikkel moves to, I mean, he is out to the six yard box to get to that ball. Right. Maybe that's him adjusting and realizing like this ball is not coming to where I want it. I have to Right. It. Right. Like, I, I don't know, but like that, like this is the guy that's taking our corner kicks. Like, yeah all respect to what Kenny has done yeah. but at this point, Bob's got a man up and say, Hey, I love you, man. But I just feel like his
0: overall I performance. Yeah. Anymore,
1: I th- they're all to do this. And you don't like, like this is where you are now as an older player yeah. and be realistic about that. Than expecting 2018 Kenny Forbes, 2020 Kenny Forbes, right? Like he's not that player anymore. That doesn't mean he doesn't have a place on this team. It doesn't mean he's not good for this team but he should not be the guy that we're depending on in all of those situations.
0: Yeah. know. I agree. I, Cause he, I think he, I still hold the opinion that he is one of the only players that like he can do things on the field that other players can't mm-hmm. do. Like he has the vision and he has mm-hmm. the passing technique to, to execute on things that no one else on the field can do mm-hmm. or should even be attempting. It's just when, when that's your kind of main, I don't know, value added, mm-hmm. you, you need to, you need to do it like every once in a while, like in, in a, in a fairly regular, mm-hmm. consistent basis. Um, and I just feel like in the past couple of games, I mean, okay. Yeah. Corner excluded. Um, Kenny can in, in a, in a midfield that demands a lot of intensity. I think. I think that's a big part of
1: it, that if we've got a, a, stronger presence in midfield, he's got a lot more freedom to not have to be one of those guys that's pressing and uh uh, having that full responsibility right like i mean what he's 34 36. i have no idea i don't know i think he's older than you are (laughs) imagine doing that every weekend like
0: I'm trying, to, I'm trying to quickly look up. Another
1: age. I'm just making that guess because I know you're the young
0: one. Yes. Me. Yeah, yeah, He is older than I am. Yeah,
1: right. yeah, yeah, So, So like, do your legs feel like they could do that week in and week out and keep up with those 23-year-old guys that just have boundless energy? No. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like... Yeah, and I, I just don't know. Like, I, I can see him. I can... I don't know. This feels like an end-of-the-season chat, but I can see, like, th- thinking about how how to kind of for, like situate him in. Um, I can see him in like the deep lying playmaker role where he like never crosses the halfway line. And his job is to essentially when we're in possession, kind of take it off Ordonez's feet and kind mm-hmm. of be the quarterback. Or I can see him just saying like, look, just stand next to like Kelly or Dequa or Cicerone mm-hmm. and just be the, be the 10 that like is the, like extra player that like, you don't have to defend, you don't have to, but yeah, I don't really want him right in the middle of the action. He's not
1: a box to box midfielder anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, that's like, it's not because he's doing anything wrong. Yeah. He's just, he's not a 20 something year old player anymore.
0: Yeah. Let's, I I wanna, I just, because I I need to talk about it. I took a note of it going back to our first goal. um, Dixon's touch was just it was it was like the greatest thing that I've seen all season so Ordonez like you said puts the big diagonal you know the ball Mm -hmm. high in the air hanging there Dixon is right on the touch line or or like right on the sideline has no room the Red Bulls player is coming down closing up and he just has the perfect first touch to control it keep it on the ground and put it out like Mm -hmm. six feet ahead of him and what from first touch his next touch is his cross Yep. And it was a great cross. Cicerone, great vision, great technique to like crank his neck back and, mm-hmm. and laid it for Mertz. And even at that, Mertz still had a lot to do, right? He had, yep. he had a Red Bulls player on him yep. and he ends up volle- volleying it with I don't even know if Mertz has a weaker foot, but it was his left, foot. his left foot. Yeah. Yeah. Um and it was a great finish. Yeah. I mean that goal was just it was just like <laughs> one of the yeah, best, yes. <laughs> yeah, one of the best, one of the best goals I can think of that we scored. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: You know. No, I mean, that was, that, that was a top tier. I mean, I'll be surprised to see a better goal from the Hounds all season. Yeah. Uh, uh, so tangentially related, uh, one of the things about not being on the podcast all the time and doing behind the scenes stuff and like subbing in is I actually like, if I Am not part of it. I actually get to listen to you guys, which is a lot of fun, um, because I get to like sit there and have the inner dialogue and disagree or agree, and then yeah. like oftentimes, I mean, you see it. Like I'll just like chime in as I'm listening. Or yeah, yeah. Ellen does the same thing in our in our Slack and just like uh, argue with what you've already said, um, uh, <laughs> like, disagree with you guys or agree with you guys. And I think it was I think it was last week, maybe the week before. I think when uh, Mike asked the question from the Mon Minute about. Um, who you would take from this team if you were starting a new team?
0: Yeah, um,
1: and I think when it came to build a team around someone, you said Dixon. if yeah. I recall. Um, and I like I was I was stunned that nobody else said that, and nobody else said it for the other like whatever Mike said for like like who's the guy I that he said Griffin could. or something. Yeah. yeah, I like Danny is great. Like <laughs> there there's no world for me where Alex Dixon is not by far and away the best player on this team like he's just spectacular um and i think we saw that i mean when he got hurt uh yeah went out to detroit like it was a major presence that was missed when we went to detroit yeah and i think what i think he was out
0: i think he was out during those uh six games or some of the six games yeah
1: his his son was born right yeah uh, and like i think was he was, his wife was due right around the Charleston game. So he didn't travel because of that right. And the baby was born. So he was off the next week. And then he was like only in for 30 minutes the week after that or something like that. Like, I think
0: it showed. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah, you know, we're going to do our own show, Steve, but, uh, we, we should agree, <laughs> agree with each other. I knew I liked you. Um, <laughs> before we get into, before we get into the mon minutes, uh, let's have a conversation around, you already mentioned it um, briefly around the rotation um in the in the starting 11. um so kelly comes in uh for dequa uh biasi comes in for i forget who to be honest um and what me? dos santos that's i mean that's what i that would be my guess right um which dos santos doesn't even make stand-to. a bench yeah um this one and williams i'm not sure i him and peters have been kind of switching on and off
1: you know, I, um, every time I think Bob has settled on one of those two uh, Trinidadian yeah. center backs, he switches it. And then he goes with the other guy for like three games. And i like, oh, okay. So he's, this is, no. And then he switches back to Peters. And then he goes back to Williams. Like, it is like, it is every time I think I figured it out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, they, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to say, I, I think they, they both have their strong points. I mm-hmm. mean, Williams gets a goal, probably shouldn't have, should have had a second. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, and then the last one was Silva. Now, I assume Jamali Waite wasn't hurt because Jamali Waite was on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um switching from Silva switching from Jamali Waite to Silva, I don't I don't really get I mean I don't I don't think he like he didn't do anything drastically wrong for the goals that the Red Bull Red Bull scored. I'll say he probably could have done better on the second one. Um you can be a little, I would say you can be a little critical against uh, Silva on the Red mm-hmm. Bull second goal, but then after, after it goes 2-2 and the game just turns into a mess, like Mertz should score and Williams should score and then the Red Bulls should really score after Silva comes out and just kind of misses something. I don't know. I What what are your thoughts on the overall kind of rotation? If, if anyone particularly came in and did well or did poorly. Luke seems
1: like a really nice guy. I, I, don't understand his place uh, over other players that could have rotated in. Um,
0: when you say Luke, Biasi? Biasi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, uh, nice guy. I've had a couple conversations with him, like really nice guy, but I, my, my take is the staff looking at this game as an easy win uh, and choosing to let guys play that otherwise weren't playing. Um, because why Biasi over, uh, um, over Toby Sims, right? Like, um, I mean, where, where have Argudo and Angelo Kelly gone? Right, like those are guys we haven't seen either. So is it just that he's trying to give these young guys a chance to give them time against teams that he thinks we're gonna beat? Right. Um, which that, that's gotta be my guess, give some guys a little bit of rest in the case of uh, Kelly in place of uh, Dequa. Um. So I, so I don't know. Um, I, I think with with Silva, um, I think I think again, that's just like give give a little bit of a, a change, give him some more time, and uh, is that like a little fear of hey, if something happens to wait, we want Silva to have played some games recently, and he hasn't. Um, but yeah, I agree. I mean, right? if, if, like, it... like, those are the things that I'm thinking about because I don't see a good reason to not put stronger players in and and why sub your like, why change out your keeper in a game like this, like weight has been good and he's building good chemistry with the back line. And so that's where I think, uh, a lot of some of the, uh, the issues stem from the most is all of a sudden you're throwing Silva into a game against an energetic team, if nothing else. Right. Um, uh, And he doesn't have that same uh, synergy with the back line that, that Jamali has at this point. So I don't like it.
0: Like, I don't,
1: if that's what you're asking me, I don't like the rotation from if it's rotation for rotation sake, I don't like it.
0: That's what and I was going to say. I I don't think I'm putting words in your mouth by saying I, yeah, from what you were talking about and kind of how I feel too, it did feel like it was kind of just rotation for rotation sake. I didn't really see any obvious reason to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, Short of now, I think you know, I think I always in the back of my mind it's possible that Bob is just really um, like runs a meritocracy. And if you if you have a good training week, then you know, you have a chance to get in. Um, But I just I also feel like that's there, there, there's enough evidence in my head where like the rotation, you know. The moments when players had a good week in training and then get their chance out of the blue always seem to come against teams that are in like the bottom half of the table so i don't i don't really think that's it um so yeah i mean i don't know if if jamali waite saves the red bull second goal i don't i don't know if him being in there creates a better cohesion for the back line it probably does and but i don't know if that translates into a materially like different Mm -hmm. scoreline. Um, I, I agree with your your calling the Biassi thing, um, <laughs> Kelly. Kelly, I, Kelly, I can't put my finger because I he's still good. I and but I mean in this game, I think he was overshadowed by Cicerone. Um, and on some level, Mertz, uh, <laughs> who you know isn't playing really in his position. Arguably, you can say Cicerone is more alongside Kelly, but um, yeah, I mean it just so I don't I don't really get it either. Um,
1: so. I think the only other thing I'll say is I feel like the next time you and I do a podcast together, where it's just the two of us, it's going to be two years from now. <laughs> Somebody like we're going to be sitting there and we're be like, man, yeah. Wasn't Luke just like the best player? <laughs> the other night? And then like somebody's going to be like, Hey, do you remember what you guys said a couple of years ago with why is he even on this team? Like he's that player. I think in Bob's mind, that eventually he's going to be the guy that like, is is like he's gonna be the next danny griffin or something like that right like, <laughs> we're gonna be singing his praises in a few years after we like wondered for two seasons why he's on the roster
0: i hope so and i hope whoever that you know person who listens to this is who calls us out for that you're like uh, the greatest you know fan of the podcast ever because that's some deep research there. Like, <laughs> was, like hey i watched that one episode where you know kevin hosted and steve was there um <laughs> Okay, let's 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 move on to uh, some of the Mon Minute questions. Uh, let's first. Well, no, I'm I'm not even going to set it up. Let's go to the first one.
1: My name is Matthew, and I would like to hear why people think uh, the Riverhounds have been drawing so well recently. They've been almost selling out every game, despite the team being somewhat inconsistent in their home
0: performances. So, what's bringing the crowds out? Yeah, guys, why are we here? Let me know. So that that was Matthew. Thank you, Matthew. Um, at first listen, you said drawing so well, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, we draw the game. You no, know, I guess we did draw pretty well. But yeah, no, talking about the attendance, uh, why why do you think um, we've been getting so many so many fans in the stadium, Steve?
1: I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, I. I so I'll say like, I don't know because my life consists of uh, like work, being outdoors, spending time with my dog, like working on my house. Uh, if I'm doing something with media, it is definitively not media where commercials are getting through to me. Right. It is Hulu with housewide ad blocking. It is Spotify that I pay for, right? Like, like right. not listening to the radio. I am not watching local TV. Um, I don't even drive to work much anymore. So like, it's, I mean, I don't think there are billboards, right? But like, like I, is there good advertising? Like, okay, so I have a Twitter account and I tweet from it. And all I tweet from it is like two or three Hounds related things. And then like, I like maybe one or two of Josh's tweets a week. And that's like, that's my engagement on Twitter. Maybe maybe 10 minutes a week, right? right. That's of Hounds game. So I have no idea, like they're doing something. I don't know what it is, but it's working.
0: Let me ask you this uh how often do you participate in like the steel army tailgates before the game
1: uh i I try to get down there as often as i can um coming from a half hour away um oftentimes having friends coming and using my extra ticket um that kind of delays me getting down there sometimes so i'd say like every other i'm down there for like at five o'clock um
0: and you sit in the steel army right yeah i sit a little i mean i sit above um but uh, so beer when we do score a goal. <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, I, I don't know. It, it, it's it, it's packed. I I was gonna say, like. I think maybe people genuinely having fun over <laughs> the long term compounds yep. on itself. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think there's always been a sense. I mean, from afar down here in Tennessee, hearing you know talking to you all and and, and catching the vibe from the conversations had on here and in Slack and in Twitter and everything it just seems like a gen like when you have a strong good community of people that like care about each other and like have fun together i think over time that just kind of compounds on itself now i mean that that's that potentially speaks to the steel army now having a strong supporter (laughs) section i think adds to the overall atmosphere of everything um but yeah i mean i don't i i think it it helps like every time i watch it on tv it's it's just a gorgeous stadium to, especially when you contrast it with like you know the baseball diamonds that we play mm-hmm. on sometimes yeah and so to see the stands and you, you see the city you're right off the rip i mean it just looks like a good time mm-hmm. i mean it's i remember growing up in pittsburgh um and you know the joke would be in high school like yeah like oh i i want to read a book today it's nice like i'll Let me go to the, like see a pirates game because I'll just sit in the stands and read a book. <laughs> like that was, like that's the that, tickets are They're so cheap.
1: Hot dogs elsewhere. Yeah,
0: I was, like, tickets are so cheap, and you just sit there, and it's just a nice view. And it's it, like I'm not saying people are doing that because people look very engaged. People are wearing jerseys, like all right. over the stadium, and and so, but I think all of that contributes. So no, I, Matthew, I don't think either of us have the answer to it, other than you know it's when people have good times, you know kind of compounds on itself uh and now that's not to under understate all the work that mm-hmm. the hounds are doing at the front office and yeah. and and all of that i mean and you know to set it up mm-hmm. uh later this week uh wednesday i'm trying to pull it up yeah wednesday special live show 7 p.m uh mm-hmm. with the riverhounds new president jeff garner so maybe we can you know get his insights on uh on why so many people are, are coming and staying uh, to, to home hounds games let's get on to the next question
1: question is is expected goals a bullshit stat
0: that's danison you can blame him <laughs> thank you danison uh is expected goals a bullshit stat steve uh I'm gonna keep starting with you, Raleigh, so it gives me more time to think about it. <laughs> um,
1: no, but that's my answer. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, it's not. It's not a bullshit stat, um, but it is not a direct stat. Um, it is. Uh, it's a measure of likelihood of scoring based on types of plays. Um, I think you guys talked about this when, uh, when John was on with you. Yeah. Uh, and so sure. Like, like, I, I think it feels that way when you're looking at it, you're saying, Oh, we should have scored four goals. Cause that's what our X goals was. Um, no, it just means that the probability of scoring four goals is high in those types of situations. Um, uh, but it's also not that direct, right? It's like it builds over time. So it's like on this particular play, it might be like it might contribute to the the XG at like 0.25, right? So like a quarter of the time, like this is over flag, but a quarter of the time that's going to be a goal, right. right? So one out of every four times, and so you add those together. So like, well, if you do that four times, then you should have scored a goal,
0: right?
1: But that's still just a probability, and I so I think that's where it gets like kind of funky because you're adding lots of little probabilities that are disconnected from each other together to try to get a measure of how many goals you probably should have scored in a specific game. Um, And that's why oftentimes, I mean, sometimes it matches really well, sometimes it matches not at all. Um, uh, So I think if you're expecting it to tell you what the goal, or what, like if you look at that without looking at the scoreline and expecting to use that to get a scoreline out of it, you're never gonna get the right scoreline. I think yep. that's the best way to kind of... Um, but if you're I, to say, yeah, like, is this a team that can score goals? Then the answer is, it, it is more indicative of that.
0: Right. I, I agree with everything you said to maybe put it in a slightly different way. Yeah, I, the stat itself isn't bullshit. I think how people use it and have conversations around it can be bullshit. Um, I think that the stat on its own... Yep. It's just, an it, it's another perspective of looking about how the events of a game played out. Yeah. Um, but then I think the problem is people, because it's just a more widely available stat that's being generated and passed around in conversation circles, people take it and then have irresponsible isn't the right word, but irresponsible conversations around, you know, using it. So.
1: I'm just thinking now. The only way we could get more, uh, uh, more academic about this is if Laura Ellen was here because we've got you, and then the assessment guy, yeah, yeah. Laura Ellen, in, and then like all we're doing is having a uh, statistical we, we conversation. Missed,
0: we missed an opportunity. Uh, speaking of, well, let's look at the XG. I'm <laughs> We, pulling up the <laughs> XG chart. Question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the XG chart for this game uh, against the Red Bulls, two-two. Mm-hmm. Um, our XG was one point four. Red Bulls XG was one point two. So you know, both of us outscored it. We, you know, I don't. It's just, you know, once again, yep. I say people have irresponsible conversations around XG. I feel like we probably contribute to that sometimes, but yeah, uh, it's it's a it's a fun graphic to look at before i take this down do you have anything to add to this Steve? no okay cool um let's get to the last on minute
1: my name is claire and my question is do you think any of our pittsburgh teams will bring home a championship this year yeah
0: this year not 2.5 years kevin who stole an answer from somebody else this year let me know thanks bye <laughs> I think at this point, all I want to do is get on the Mon Minute indirectly, and so <laughs> that's great. I, I've achieved well, my.
1: Uh, called you out, <laughs> but she had the wherewithal to remember that at yeah. that point in the game. Uh, impressive! It's impressive yeah, work. Yeah, oh, that's great. <laughs> she was thank- waiting. For that. She might have. She might have goaded Claire into asking that. Question <laughs> to give you a hard thank- time.
0: Thank you, thank you, Claire, for the question. Um, oh we used to have the wrong people to talk about this question on this week's show um I, you yeah, know what, I, I learned what
1: this week about about pittsburgh sports what did you learn bob Lilly is a pirates fan and he wears his hound's gear to pirates games
0: and, and apparently josh you know just knows it like the bat signal up in the air <laughs> and just goes to goes to pirates games too with his hounds uh hounds gear on. yeah no, those, <laughs> that was a really cool image that i, I saw on twitter being passed around yeah, it's, uh, yeah steve talking about on twitter just go up and look josh's uh twitter account he what well, i guess he just ran into lily at a pirates game and they, they took yeah. a photo so that, that was that was cool so you know like that's helpful for the pirates, maybe, you know, like team camaraderie, you know, manager of the of the hounds <laughs> going to... having somebody speedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. You've got good hands, wanna be a goalkeeper? <laughs> yeah, you, you caught that ball. That was, that was good. I have, going way off the rails. It is going way off the rails. I all I know is I don't watch any other Pittsburgh sports. Uh I, I can't contribute to this at mm-hmm. all. Um I, from from a friend source, the Penguins aren't that good anymore. I don't, um, I don't think, I don't think anyone's that good anymore. Say, so, hey, why not the Riverhounds? Right. I mean, you know, it's playoffs. It's not a super long playoffs. We're pretty good on. We can be good on our day. So I'll say the the likely, the most likely team. I'll say the Riverhounds this year to, to pull a championship home for Pittsburgh. Sure, most likely, yeah. Because <laughs> um, we don't know any better. <laughs>
1: I never, ever followed hockey. Like it was not a thing in my family growing up. Um, I mean, which is a shame because like growing up just outside of New York City in the Gretzky era would have yeah. been a lot of fun if we paid attention, but we didn't. Um, I mean, big, like my dad's from the Bronx, like big Yankees fans growing up. I tried to get into the Pirates when I moved here and it just got so depressing in August that like after three seasons of that, I stopped. Yeah. Um, and then my, my thing was, uh, when, I, when I used to drive Uber and people would ask me about the Steelers, I, I would just say, didn't grow up here, didn't grow, grow up a football fan, let's go Steelers, right? That's the right answer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I got. Like, I, I, I got no idea.
0: Well, let's look. I can't, man, I don't even know. I just searched MLB. Well, nope, the Pirates... They've, they've lost more than they've won this year. So it's probably not going to be the Pirates um, or, well, I don't even, or season 20. Yeah. I'm going to stop talking about this. Let's oh, let's hey. uh, I
1: like the uh, the ALE standings I haven't <laughs> at all in years.
0: <laughs> I can't I can't contribute to this anymore. And as a host, I'm just going to move <laughs> this along. Um, Wrapping up before we talk about our, our next string of games, let's look at the table here um, in the Eastern Conference standings. Uh, Louisville won this past week. Um, again, Memphis and Tampa did lose. Uh, however, Birmingham won further, kind of separating the space between us and Birmingham now to uh, three points. Um, we still have a game in hand, uh, but, yeah, Birmingham won last week. Uh giving us a, a little more separation. Um, yeah. I don't know, Steve, any, any commentary on, on how the current standings of the Eastern conference are, are shaken out.
1: Um, what we play Birmingham once more.
0: Yeah. We, we played Birmingham once more. Yeah. And that's it for the, Oh
1: no, we play Louisville once more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's it for the top seven. Yeah. So, I mean, Obviously, those are must-win games um, if we want to move up the table. I'm not saying we're going to win them. Uh, I think you guys had the discussion last week um, about are we going to get 12 points out of these next four games? And, well, we didn't get 12 points. Um,
0: yeah.
1: uh, but I was of the opinion that, y- yeah, we're going to get 12 points. Not because, like, I was sure we would get 12 points, but if we're going to be a contender, we have to get 12 have gotten 12 points out of these games and we didn't. So I I don't know what to think at this point. Like how can we, are we just going to fold against a team that plays, has a particularly good game or is a strong team? I I don't know. So um, beating Birmingham is huge. Uh, Beating Louisville will be huge. Um, And then I, I don't know how I feel about the last stretch of the season. Um, Four games against four West coast teams. Yeah. Um, the nice part about that is there are no six-point swings. The sucky part about that is there are no six-point swings. Right. Um, so we can't go down by six points, but we also can't gain six points in any particular game. So um, I, I, I think it becomes a scenario of if we want to see the Hounds playing at home at all in the playoffs, uh, we've gotta just focus. Like the team just has to focus on winning the game ahead of them on a week by week, day by day basis. And that's all they can do. If they get focused on the standings, then like, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna climb the table if we're not focused on just winning the next game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and to kind of put some more context around that, yeah, as you said, we, we played Birmingham September 14th, um, away at Birmingham. So we have Louisville at home, but then the very next game, we, we travel away to Birmingham. And, mm-hmm. um, and the, I think the reason why, that I mean, that game or, or this draw was so significant this past week because, you know, let's say we, let's say us and Birmingham match each other until that Birmingham game. And let's say we beat Birmingham and kind of regain our, our game in hand against them. Um, I, I'm, I'm fairly certain the, the, so then at that point we would be even on points with them and then even on games played. At that point, I, I think the tiebreaker is still goal difference, and mm-hmm. Birmingham have a superior goal difference than us right now. So, mm-hmm. it's not like we have our like destiny in our own hands as far as finishing top four anymore. Um, right. Before before this weekend, we did, I think. Yes, no, we did. Um, if we, you know, beat Birmingham, and now even if we do that, then they're still ahead on goal difference. So, yeah no
1: i mean we we need to win our games and we need a little help the biggest help we can get is a clear winner in the remaining Rowdy's legion game
0: yeah yep and speaking of um let's see uh talking about the next couple games here i could
1: like look over at my other screen and nobody would know
0: Looking at looking at uh, these conversations here. Um, so, as a reminder, uh, follow us at Mongols on Twitter. M O N G O A L S. Uh, Mongols Twitter put up a poll. Um, so the next four games are against three MLS two teams and the Charleston Battery. If we want this to, if we want to be considered as a top team in this league, are these games must wins and 90% of the uh, Twitter poll responders said y- yes. Um, so 90% of, of people on Twitter think these next four games are, are must-wins. Um, and kind of wrapping up the Twitter polls, uh, the last poll that we'll talk about here is, after last night's draw, you know, the, the night after for the Red Bulls game, um, what's more important to you and the, the questions were a home playoff game or a deep playoff run? And 83% of you said a deep playoff run. Um, yeah, I mean, so the next four games really important. Uh, you know, Are they or aren't they must wins? Um, and uh, yeah, deep playoff runs versus a home, home playoff. I don't know, Steve, do you have any thoughts on either of those?
1: I mean, I, so I, I think that that first one, that was what, before the game? saturday yeah Um, and so yeah i mean i think the obvious answer is yes now we've got that result that's two games against bottom of the table team out of three possible games against bottom of the table team because red bulls were bottom of the table last time we played them in new york or new jersey Uh, let's be clear they don't actually play in new york (laughs) uh so we've played the bottom of the table team three times possible nine points. And we've gotten four points out of those games.
0: Yeah, knock, Top, top knock team it.
1: doesn't do that. Yeah. Like that's what I got to say. Like that's not what top teams do. So yeah. you tell me like,
0: yeah, I don't know. I, I think while I think the given, given the evidence that we have and given how the season has gone, I, I think it's going to be hard given the remaining games as well. Um, you know, if we get a draw out of the Birmingham game, I, I think no matter how else the season kind of plays out, I don't really see us getting back in the top four at this point, given how we're playing. Um, and yeah, no, you make a good point. I mean, we we should be playing better. let well, let me let me rephrase this. I think for ninety eight percent of the game, we played pretty well against the Red Bulls. Um, but we, we... Uh,
1: I don't know that I agree.
0: I don't want to get back into the Red Bulls conversation. <laughs> that's fair. I'm just going to have that. I'll have that. Con- I think we played fine against the Red Bulls. And <laughs> we we had lapses of concentration, which are important and and, and hurt us. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, but the good thing is, I think the experience that's still left in this team, um, the, the somewhat togetherness that this team has, I mean, out of all the players that we've returned from last season mm-hmm. when it's, Kind of you know ended so abruptly and dishearteningly from a COVID scare in the playoffs, um, and with a with the coach in in Bob Lilly, I, there's still kind of magic in there that on any given night when the lights are on, something special can happen. So I think you know getting us in the playoffs and and having us give a run, you know, it's never a zero percent probability of of moving forward. So. Anything can happen in the playoffs. I think we'll still be dangerous in the playoffs, but yeah, I'm kind of foregoing the, uh, the home playoff dreams at this point.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, th- I, I think to give a more serious reflection, um, I, I think the reality is, right? Like, does it matter at all what we do against any of these teams if we end up making a deep playoff run? Right? like whether that's at home whether that's on the road like that's where i think the reality is right like i mean it's, it's different than when we watch epl where every single point matters at the end of the season for where you are on the table yeah and where you are on the table in the usl matters for who you get drawn against and sure not playing home playoff games early means we're playing against teams above us in the table if we go out and we beat those teams we're gonna be thrilled we're gonna be like this is a great team right like like this is this is what a top team does even through adversity they come back and they find a way to win right like, so that that's where the like that's where i guess the the proof is right like that's so wait and see i guess is my real answer um i, I think the other thing that i thought about as you were talking um i like birmingham has lurched the top of my hated teams and it is because of that not being able to play them in the playoffs right like it is nothing that they have done right like uh in fact like i don't feel like there's been anything specific about birmingham on the field that i've been negative about yeah throughout the years it's just that is just like there is there's a deep dislike for the fact that we they advanced without us being able to be in the game
0: yeah well we have a chance to write that uh yeah. in se- mid-september yeah. um
1: smash them again <laughs> 7-0
0: playoff environment that was that was tasty <laughs> i do yeah that was, that was wonderful next up the hounds face uh, atlanta um on saturday at 7 30 uh, the last time we played them in april we won 4-0 Uh, They are currently in second to last place and have officially been eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, They have four wins, 19 losses, and four draws. Um, They don't have Robbie anymore. He's on our side. Um, Yeah. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't know. if you have thoughts on this Atlanta game, um, let's let's get into them. But I am, as a host, I am not in the market of uh, predicting games that I know little about. So
1: I, I didn't care to pay attention to them before.
0: Yeah, um, who does? Who wants to pay attention to a two team? No right? Does. Like, yeah, they're bad. That's all we need to know. I
1: think, I think their goal on the weekend was. I think it was their goal was the one that was uh, competing against. Robbie and others for goal of the week. Uh, If you haven't, go vote for Robbie's goal for goal of the week on Twitter. Um,
0: How do uh, people do that, Steve?
1: um, Go find the Mongols pod uh, Twitter account, at Mongols, because we've tweeted it and said, go vote. So that's the easiest way to do it. Uh, USL always does it. The team puts it out when it's there. Um, Every once in a while I might, but I'm not reliable, so don't count on me.
0: Yeah, talk yourself up more, Steve. <laughs> no, per- personal plug. We gotta, yeah. So. My my
1: Twitter engagement is when I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been bored lately.
0: So so we think we're gonna smash Atlanta. Um, why wouldn't we? Uh, they're a two team, and we did so well the last time we played a two team. Last week. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> that's, the, that's kind of my point. <laughs> So but I, you know, kind of kind of wrapping up the uh, the, the core content of the pod here. I, it, it is an important stretch of games here, um, if nothing more to, you know, I, I, I don't think either of us are. I mean, the, no, no, we haven't statistically made the playoffs. Um, of course, we haven't. I don't think either of us are worried about this team not making the playoffs. No. Um, on some level, there is arguments for, sure, you want to finish as high as you can. Um, potentially, the more important thing at this point is just finishing this the season as strong as you can. So even if that's getting hot in the last three games, that's great. Um, and at this point, maybe we can kind of take the pressure off a little bit of finishing in the top four. Probably not. People are probably sitting there screaming, listening to this. Like, we're only three points behind Birmingham. We play them. Um, right. Yeah, it, the general mood has been kind of negative on this podcast. So I'm not mindset <laughs> that, that it...
1: we can, we can, we can be playing a home playoff game. Like that's well within reach. It's just not solely within our reach. Yeah. I, but I think the difference is like, we're just as many points away from uh third place as we are seventh place, right? Like yeah. we could end up anywhere. But if you're going to tell me that we're going to have a team that is 13 points behind us overcome us, no, like that's not going to happen, right? Like, yeah. like, we'll be in the playoffs. It's who we play and where we play that the big questions are, because Tulsa's way down there.
0: Yeah. No, well, let's let's see how the how the season sh- shakes out. Um, on Wednesday, as I mentioned before, we have a special live show at 7 p.m. With the Riverhounds' new president Jeff Gardner. Um, I think we've put out like, hey, if you have any questions, like, let us know. I think there's still time. If you have any questions, let us know, um, and uh, we'll, we'll have a nice chat and see uh, see what's going I down with that.
1: that. Nice guy. I know Josh talked to him a little bit. Uh, I got to introduce myself to to him at the end of last game uh, last weekend um, and say hi. Um, he said he just seems real excited to be here. He said he was looking forward to coming on the podcast. So, um, yeah, should be a good chat for, for whoever's there.
0: Yeah, is Mike yeah. interviewing? I think I think Mike Mike is leading it yeah. for the for big for okay. big okay. interviews. Oh,
1: Josh is the one that's uh
0: that's on vacation. That's right. Yeah, he's yeah. just gone tonight. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. You don't want me leading that one. But, uh. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> wrapping this up, Steve, I think you know we. have 55 minutes. The two of us, I think we did a, a, a bang-up job.
1: bang-up job, for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we should do it again. any Anytime, Steve. Let's do this again. I know. <laughs> Wrapping up, we, uh, we are proudly part of the Beautiful Game Network, uh, which is home to more than 100 uh, volunteer writers and podcasters covering local soccer. Help us all keep doing what we're doing. Head over to bgm.fm and click on the donate button to help us cover our expenses. Thank you for your support. Weekly reminder that Black Lives Matter, and thank you. I get to I get to say Michael's line. Uh, thank you, everyone. We'll talk to you very very soon. See you later.
1: <laughs> it's not the same without multiple people chiming in.
0: <laughs> I think I think that's great.
1: Good. See you, Kevin.
0: See ya. <laughs>